0: Legend.
1: Hey guys, welcome back and we had Yamato around and we couldn't end the interview series of the World Championship without the World Champion itself, Alan. How are you doing, my guy?
0: Hey guys, uh, quite good, quite good. Uh, the emotions a bit uh, fallen down, uh, but uh, still, still very happy.
1: I am glad for you. I uh, You even had emotions during the interview on the main broadcast. And I, I know that you told the people in the stream after that them spamming emotes and then posting messages actually helped you a lot. Yes, yes, it does. How did you manage to build such a successful community that is supporting you all the time? I'm really curious.
0: Uh. I engage a lot of with my community, like I think I'm keeping a good balance between like a uh, good educational content and meme content and I just balance between those two and this is what people are looking for when they are like uh, watching uh, streams, just entertainment and uh, the, as long as it's entertaining for them, they're gonna be as well uh, supportive.
1: Awesome, love to hear that, but you were on one of the interviews before, not many people know about it, but now you are the world champion. So I would like to ask you again, like tell the people more about who you are in real
0: life. What are you doing when you're not playing a lot? <laughs> uh, actually between now, I hopefully it will change a bit, but usually I just stream, sleep, stream, sleep, and sometimes sit between be <laughs> between. Uh, I don't do much else. I'm like streamer mm, for the most uh, time. Uh, I used to be a lawyer before uh, I started streaming and yeah, now I'm just a player for the Team Liquid and a content creator.
1: But what is your background in terms of card games? Even when I'm reading your description, you have quite a rich background in terms of games. So Mm -hmm. what did you play before LOR, like in terms of competitive games?
0: If I'm not going to mix up the name, it it, it was Duel of Champions, uh, Poker. Uh, Hearthstone, artifact, uh, a bit of MDG, and yeah, pretty much those.
1: And did you compete like at the high level in any of
0: those? You said
1: you love competing, so what did mm-hmm. you manage to accomplish in those?
0: Uh, in Hearthstone, I was top ten EU pretty much uh, almost all the seasons. I didn't like I played in those hundred bucks tournaments, but back then Hearthstone was uh, pretty much invitational. Only and it was hard to compete if you were not known Uh, Same with Artifact only in visionals like even though I got to know I got a lot from Artifact because I got to know Hyped uh, Who I taught the uh, green-blue combo um, Which with he won like three tournaments in a row just with that one deck and uh, then when I mm, Started streaming TFT. I will go top one world. Uh, He just hooked me up with the Team Liquid. And based on the friendship we made in the Artifact, uh, ended up me being in a team So and in terms of like competing in other games uh, Again, back then it was um, a lot of invisionals not much uh, where you could have just qualified and uh, played The big tournaments, so nothing too serious hmm I understand. So how did you come about LOR? Like how did you start playing the game? I've seen Alpha Mm-hmm. I got the access uh, to it, uh, I jumped into the game and I immediately loved it. Uh, like the game was very well balanced, it was like, l- it looked good. Like when when I jumped, like uh, when I played TFT, the thing is, like I was worried about TFT future. Sorry, I was worried about the TFT future uh, because it's like in league client, like... Uh, it was, like the balance patches were not where they should be and like it was just chaotic when i jumped into lore it was just so flawless for me like like, like any card game i've played before it was never as good uh, as uh, lore like i keep repeating the spell mana in the lore is something absolutely brilliant and i got hooked up immediately and i uh, haven't stopped playing since then so,
1: why did you not stop keep playing? What keeps you hooked to the game, actually?
0: I mean... Hmm. I mean, I learned how not to burn out, because there is a lot of, like, because obviously it's my job as well. I'm a streamer, uh, like, I grew community and I'm streaming lore, as my job. I learn, like, I and I keep enjoying the playing the game. Uh, some people might uh, have problems with burnout, uh, especially with the main game they play competitively or they stream. I learned how not to burn out, which uh, helps me keep playing the game uh, I love to play.
1: Hmm. Could you actually give people some tips since this is actually an issue with competitive games about how to not burn out, some some basic tips. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, so the issue, like you have to recognize the issue first. So for me, it was playing only one game and nothing else. Like I was only playing that one game. So I figured like, Uh, Whenever I was burning out, I was hopping on the other game and I just I was forgetting completely about the game that I uh, competed in. So I found the balance where I have to play other games in between or do something else. It might like for some people might be reading books, uh, running, like doing something, just having other hobby. For me, it's playing other video games uh, that still uh, keeps my hunger for lore. So when I'm pl- when I'm gonna I'm gonna play for let's say uh, twenty hours for a week no for a week for like two weeks let's say P.O.E. I, st- I, I, I have a feeling that like, damn I want to play a lot already I have like I have that feeling that I want to play my game again and if you if you play constantly only one game it's gonna lead into a, a burning out eventually
1: mm-hmm.
0: that it's... happened to me when I played uh, Dota two that happened to me when I play Hots and yeah I had to just recognize the issue there.
1: Mm-hmm, that is actually pretty nice for other people. They might use this information But what was your actually your first deck when you came to LR? What was the first thing you built yourself?
0: Uh, First deck I made myself was She uh, Shihu wonders with uh, Trendamir uh, ramp deck Back then, uh, Word- uh, wording Stone was like a zero four. 4 it was very strong, and you could extremely easily ramp, and Shihu was uh, 9 mana and it could obliterate champions. Like, I went, uh, I haven't lost single game for two days with the deck. Was and it? Alpha was open.
1: Oh. What, what did you actually build when the open beta, well, actually, yeah, open beta kicked in.
0: Open beta, hmm. I actually don't remember w- when was the open beta. Uh, what was that period? Because there was a closed beta, and no, not closed beta. What, what's the period of the time? For the I think it was beta? February
1: when we got access into it.
0: Oki Karma was my like the first creation that I got recognized for. Yeah, mm. I think like I, I like I was building some. I, I started grinding the ladder when the like when you back back in the times where like. You started off with like the Spiders, speaker Spiders, the Swim's creation as a budget. And when you couldn't, you had un- only limited access to the wild cards per week. So uh, then I sh- like I shifted from, once I got enough cards, I shifted to Elusives, a Freljord. And then I shifted, when the Hecarim was in the meta, I made the Damasia, Elusives as a counter to Hecarim. And then uh, when... Uh, like was getting tired of that. I was playing Lux Karma with Triple Judgment to counter Hecarim, and that was working for me pretty well. I got to top one multiple times with that deck, remember? And then like the deck that I'm like I can oh oh uh, of course uh, War Mother deck War Mother and Spooky Karma. Those are the two decks that I got to top one multiple times with, and people like yeah recognize me for I think.
1: Yeah, you seem to be more of a control type of person, but you have been yes. with we have been with us for a lot of time since the beginning of the game and even before. So, which was the your favorite season to play in out of all these seasons?
0: To be honest, every new season is my favorite one. Not, like not right now, the Bundle City is absolutely a blast for me and it was the most fun uh so far in the game we got so many cool champions so many cool interactions i just wish we could get the change where like basically cards like static shock uh, can target your own uh, cards uh that would help a lot in terms of like s- uh, skill ceiling but again this is st- uh, by far the most favorite season
1: mm-hmm. why is it so why is it so entertaining to play in this one like could you give us any reason <laughs>
0: I mean, back then we had the very basic cards and basic champions and like if you compare the current design of the cards, it it gets way more complex to the previous ones and the more complex stuff gets for me, the more fun for, is to explore like Aloof, Minimorph, uh, like champion design. Uh, wise. You can see like Poppy is the most basic one and she's not that simple There is so many ways you can build around her and if you compare it to the basic ones like Katarina, Garen Like it's way more fun to play uh, Poppy than a Garen
1: hmm I understand But which was actually your biggest achievement before winning the big thing before winning worlds Which was the biggest thing for you in terms of competitive?
0: I mean, probably getting on, like I could only relate to the ladder because like holding top one world in TFT for a month or something in terms of LP, but tournament wise, I had a lot of like little success, like up to 10k winnings. Uh, I can't tell which one was my biggest one because there was a lot of those, but I never had like a big score yet. Uh, in terms of like a big uh, tournament to just pop off, who
1: knows? Maybe words is going to grow bigger and bigger, and you can increase your earnings. <laughs> uh, before we actually jump in into the actual words questions, does Alan himself, the big streamer, have any streamer that he watches?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm tuning in every now and then, I'm checking out who is streaming. Uh, like, I, I check out BBG a bit, I check out Swim, uh, Sherby sometimes. Uh, Like whoever streams when I don't, do not stream basically. Uh, I check out Lobster because I usually, he streams a bit after I do. So I'm watching him a bit. Uh, Yeah, everyone that streams before and or after me, basically.
1: Are you looking for pure entertainment or are you looking to, let's say, also learn from what they're they're doing, from what they're playing?
0: More entertainment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. What now? Worlds. Some, and
0: oh, oh, some inspiration as well. Sometimes someone is playing a cool deck I didn't think about, and then I'm like, oh, this is a cool idea, but the deck is unrefined. I, I can yoink it and uh, maybe make it better and uh, play it myself.
1: Was there such a case before? Can you tell us about one such case?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I yoinked from the BBG Zero of Zillion and I uh, made it uh, slightly better for myself, for my playstyle and played it a bit. like uh, um, uh, on the Also, like, uh, um, Teddy played the Action Infinite deck that was looking really fun. It uh, didn't change much, but uh, just yoinked it and uh, was jamming it on the previous season.
1: Nice. But now, the actual world itself, and I need to ask you, how was the Top 64 Qualifier experience for you, and what did you bring in terms of deck there?
0: Uh, top 64. I think I was very happy because we like we had a pra- quite a big group prep, like a t- total of 10, 12 players from both NA and EU. Excuse me. Uh, and I basically tested all the matchups I wanted to test, and like I had strategy on uh, the first strategy I wanted to bring was triple bundle tree, mm-hmm. uh, but the problem was first bundle tree deck was good but the second one, because of the limitation of the region and the champion, was already quite worse and the third one was unplayable so bringing triple bundle tree was uh, too risky uh, in case you don't get the counter matchups you are looking for Um, and then uh, the strategy where you could go for the counter uh, scion uh, with like darkness, uh, bundle tree and something else, like Nami was also there but if someone doesn't bring the, the scion you get screwed if someone brings Caitlyn Draven. So I ended up uh we ended up uh, thinking that banning PNZ Nox is the best strategy and just targeting all the rally decks uh plus uh, having at least 50% into Namizo is the best strategy. But, but ve- back then people were not aware of Namizo yet because like after we played it on the season uh, on the, the qualifiers, people jumped on it.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think about this countering Zoe Nami versus not countering Zoe Nami because there's quite a of rumor is it good to counter Zoe Nami because it can sometimes just high roll and win is it bad what's your opinion on it
0: I mean if you want to straight up target it you would need to bring lurk and double uh, stony suppressor rally deck there's like the be- like in terms of counter uh, I brought a deck that I brought three decks that have at least 55% against Nami Zoe so that's as much as I wanted to have as a counter. And I just brought, brought the de- decks that counter all the old Damasia decks instead. And I just banned PNZ Nox. I basically beat all the mid-range decks. And I have an edge over Nami mm-hmm.
1: Quite nice. But maybe some people just tuned in into the top 16. And I would like to ask you if you changed something from your initial lineup in top 64 to top 16. Or if you didn't change any decks, did you tweak your decks a bit?
0: I mean, I changed one deck completely. I didn't bring uh, Nami I brought Vi uh, as Shellfolk. uh, As primarily a bait to ban, because I knew people would be scared to play against the deck. They have no idea. There are no stats, and they have no idea how to play against it. So I wanted to have a free ban, and I wanted to have my PNZ Nox unbanned this way, uh, which ended up uh, working out pretty well. And I changed slightly the Traven Caitlyn, but I signed in with the... I signed in the incorrect list <laughs> So it didn't end up mattering. and the actions if you changed one card, repost, just in case of mirrors mm-hmm. And the uh, rest of the decks, uh, yeah, so just one complete change uh, One that deck that I changed but didn't change at the end And uh,
1: yeah I understand, and now going into top 64, going top 16 Was there any opponent that, let's say you were scared of or if not, you might have felt uncomfortable going into?
0: I mean, into opponents' lineup or into certain opponent?
1: Into certain opponents.
0: No, no, no. I, I, I'm not concerned about any player I play against. I was concerned about lineups because uh, the Baron lineup was uh, a counter to my lineup. uh, But straight up about the, uh, concerned about the player, no.
1: Mm, Let's swap it a bit then. Was there any player that you hold high respect for from the from the pool of uh, players that were in?
0: Yeah, Yamato. Uh, I was so, so I, that is the first good player I've uh, seen in the game so far.
1: I agree. He had he had nice plays, especially because he was playing at like what 2 a.m., 4 a.m. his time, and he was play he was making all the sharp plays.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he fixed his sleep schedule. I don't think the timing mattered that much. It's just annoying that you have to switch your entire sleep schedule to the tournament. But I don't think that was uh, an issue. Like that's what I would do. I would just uh, a week before I would start shifting my sleep, uh, just wake up at like uh, 4 or 5 p.m. and go to bed at uh, in the early morning just for the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. So you said you wouldn't be scared about players, but you would be scared about a lineup. So was the was the meta that you you've gone into the one that you expected or was there something unexpected or maybe that surprised you?
0: Mm. Not so much. I was expecting mainly uh, the lineup where people just bring the standard good decks, which is PNZ Nox, either Sion or Draven, Caitlyn, uh, uh, Nami, Zoe, and uh, Popilulu. This was the deck I, that this was the lineup I was targeting.
1: Uh mm-hmm. Understand. So not surprise at all. Well, let's go right I think in.
0: FGP was kind of was kind of. I prepared. I, I tuned my lineup against TFGP a bit so I don't lose to it. Uh, but. Uh... I just hoped to not get it at all.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's go straight into the lineup, straight into the decks. And first and foremost, Action Severe, this deck refuses to die, even in the metas <laughs> that they are it trying to only die. only
0: for tournament.
1: <laughs> well, only
0: the tournament deck.
1: Mm-hmm. But it still keeps performing, so I need to ask you, why did you bring it to the tournament? Like, what are you seeing in it in terms of a tournament deck?
0: Oh, it's very simple. It uh, performs well into the Nami ZOE and it beats all the other rally decks.
1: Mm-hmm. And changing the list because there were some nerfs. Wh- why did you change to the list, and how do you feel about the list now because the nerfs take- took have taken place?
0: Uh, the Chrono Bruiser was uh, almost like uh, was almost a consideration before, and after uh, Rune Runner got nerfed, it was uh, immediately swapped in. So that was an uh, auto swap. Uh and some just uh, text little text like uh two absor- like now you need to have two absolvers because you have no more overwhelm from ruin runner to finish off the game with like uh cataclysm as well. and that's why cataclysm went goes to one off because there is no more ruinrunner, so the cataclysm value goes down. And like so cards like a repost plus one because of the potential mirrors. And into the other uh, rally decks. Oh, it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people that have gone with this way of double-single combat, one cataclysm. Why do you think we see this change so much more to all the players?
0: I mean, we prepped, like, uh, the deck was pretty much, if, you're, if you've if you seen the Vecuran Bruiser, it was all the from our group, basically. Like, we just made uh, one solid list, and most of the players just, if they brought Action Severe, they brought this list. With one change, some, some of the players preferred creating Dragon over one Vecuran.
1: Mm-hmm. Why did you end up not playing Screeching Dragon actually if some of them decided to tackle a little bit with it?
0: Because the deck is already favorite into the other Rally decks and I don't need win more card and the uh, Crown Bruiser is better into worse matchups where uh, the Screeching Dragon doesn't help you in those. Mm-hmm. So what did you
1: want to face going with this deck and what did you absolutely not want to see playing Action Sivir in the tournament?
0: I wanted to face Rally decks, Namizoi. I didn't want to face... Uh, TFGP, uh, PNZ Nox and uh, Nox uh, Targon Nox uh, bundle uh, Nox b- b- PNZ bundled city.
1: And how did that end up? Did you get to face some of those because of the bans or did you just ban them away?
0: I was auto banning PNZ Nox every time, uh, with maybe mm-hmm. one exception when opponent didn't, didn't have PNZ Nox and uh, worked out pretty well.
1: Alright, this deck has been around for a lot of time, so let's go over to the next one, which I would like to call it the Alan special Because it is something that nobody expected. Like if Yamato brought Darkness, you brought Shellfolk, Ezreal Vi, so How did we end up building this deck and why why was it good bringing it up?
0: Again uh, This is the deck. There is no stats for uh, Because it's unknown on the ladder Mm. I've played it a bit on the stream, uh, I took it from the Impetus Panda, he posted a deck that uh, like, was working for him uh, he yanked it from someone else and just refined it a bit I yanked it from Panda and I refined it further because like, not having Telescope is an uh, abomination for me, a Telescope is absolutely obnoxious right now so you need to run it uh, free off in uh, and the deck, uh, I, the reason I've brought it because the, in the matchup for this deck was just crazy good for my lineup It was countering, like all the Rally decks, it was countering even a severe action, like heavily, over 80%, which is even better than Draven Caitlyn. And it was countering uh, Nami Zoe even better than any of my other decks. This deck had over 60% against Nami Zoe. So, anyone having Nami Zoe had to ban this over my Draven Caitlyn, which was very good for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Since this is kind of a new creation, or if not new, people are not used to it, can you explain us a bit how the deck actually works?
0: Yeah, you just play to remove around lot until your turn five. You stabilize the board with either trash. You need trash blockers. Uh, then on turn five, you play Vi. You, uh, you threaten, kill. Like usually, get you have your. If you have attack token on five, you can get away with uh, a pass with like op- burning opponent's mana. And then if they try to develop into you, you have Shelfolk coming down. And you just they have mm, mm, they won't have enough tempo to come back to the game at this point if you manage to carry out Vi into Shelfolk. And the deck operates where like, you trade evenly until the shellfog comes down, and when the shellfog comes down, when you have enough mana for a trinket trade, for the a prank, for the um, predict, for the manifest, uh, shellfog explodes with the value, and it's just unwinnable for opponent, and also it explodes with tempo, because all the cards you get are uh, discounted and you make your opponent place more expensive due to the prank so you play with your opponent deck as well you pick up what you need you get information about opponent's hand so it's good into control it's good into the mid range yeah it's just amazing
1: you seem to hold this deck very high but is there anything that this deck does not perform against or would not want to face
0: yeah pns inox that's why it's good for ladder uh, for the tournament and not for ladder because there is too much Pnz knocks on the ladder. Uh, therefore, the deck is not good for ladder, but for the tournament, it's amazing when your strategy is around to ban the certain deck. Did you actually manage to play the deck? I remember
1: we got you playing only once on the main broadcast, but did you get to play it anymore? Nope. So it it fulfilled the purpose. It just won when it needed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like it was supposed to bait a ban, it did bait a ban, and yeah, I am happy the strategy worked.
1: Alright, let's move forward then to the last deck that you have brought, and this is Draven Caitlyn. Why did you bring Draven Caitlyn as well?
0: <laughs> I mean, again, fulfilled to the purpose of, like, the deck is only weak to the PNZ Nox, Sion mainly, and uh, potential mirrors. Uh, and it's weak to very aggressive Baron, where you cannot uh, stab it like early and you just uh, lie, die to the uh, Baron, because you cannot finish the game as fast yourself. Uh, yeah, it just fo- it kills Rally, it kills Nami Zoe, so yeah, why not bring it?
1: I see people including more and more Swamp Fumes into the deck, what was your consideration, or your group's consideration, including Thump Fumes yourselves?
0: Uh, it's a free, it's a free mana deal, free, and you get uh, to proc it whenever you need to. So it's pretty amazing for the for the deck. Uh, like this is the list I used, but this is not the list I wanted to submit. I just made a, I submitted the wrong list. So the list I prepared had like three Mystic Shots. I've cut on the, I've cut on the Ramash, I've cut on the Archivist. I've cut on the Turf and I brought uh, double House Spider, double Porokannon, and triple Mystic Shot instead because to stop because the TFGp was my main concern because this list has 25 into TFGp and the list with the dose adjustments has 40% because you can play to extra burn uh, your opponent when you have a good opener and opponent cannot trade uh, like cannot be greedy with the hp resource when you don't play mystic shots and also you have a stabilization tool with, from the Poro Cannon and house spider
1: Alright, but looking back at the whole thing, would you have changed to the list that you wanted to submit initially for top 16, or would this list still be fine?
0: No, no, I would have changed 100%. This was, uh, this was not optimal.
1: Alright, so we've got all these three decks, so I need to ask you, what was the lineup idea behind it all?
0: Uh, target Nami Zoe, uh Target Rally decks, bumpy and
1: Alright, and that worked out surprisingly well, but from all the matches, because you got to play until the end, do you have any match that you hold dear, or which was your favorite highlight from all the tournament, from all the worlds?
0: I mean, Caitlyn was popping off with flash bombs left and right, so like uh, we can't leave her behind in the shout out here. Uh, hitting probably the most important for me, so if Yamato didn't misplay uh, in game two where he ho- would have held on the parley uh, for the baboon and which would lead him into open attacking uh, with the Dreadway uh, if I didn't hit the bomb on Dreadway I would have lost that game but considering... Uh, so that b- bomb was very important if, uh, if Yamato played correctly but considering he didn't in this speci- specific spot uh, it didn't end up mattering for me because I had a plan against the boat anyway and against GP So I was fine regardless, but still hitting those flash bombs like on the elusives on the boat Was a pretty feels good, man
1: Is Caitlyn your favorite girl now over Karma? <laughs> no,
0: Karma still is my
1: waifu Does she even get a second place if not the favorite one?
0: She can take the runner-up
1: <laughs> Nice So, now you've been through the format, you played through it, so would you change anything to the actual format that you played in in to the Riot Lock?
0: Uh, I would have changed uh, Top A to be double elimination, or at least uh, double BO3 finals, just to uh, reduce the RNG slightly.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with the with how things have been run now or would that be just a personal preference?
0: (laughs) I mean just better for the competitive player because the uh, the less RNG you have the more consistent you can be Mm -hmm. I was really happy that qualifiers top 64 was double elimination Even though it didn't matter for me uh, It's good to have those
1: I understand so which was the format that you played the most and you enjoyed the most from all that we've got? Riot lock, region lock, collection lock, whatever.
0: Mm, I like the region lock, I think. Uh, yeah, the region lock plus uh, champion lock is probably probably the my favorite one
1: would you would you vouch for them to be the main format now that we actually have 10 regions so people can overlap regions more often uh
0: yeah i would vote for this region because you can um do some really cool strategies bring like uh, same region three times if you can like let's say bundle tree, uh triple even though right now like i don't think there are three good decks with bundle tree, still being able to utilize the strategy is a very cool idea
1: mm-hmm So now, on the end, we have a bit of a burning burning question, so, first and foremost, what are you going to do with the money? (laughs) Uh,
0: Time to invest into some hot tub, Uh, have to invite some moms uh, and do some uh, good streams. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lovely, absolutely lovely. But you keep mentioning this practice group that you've been in and that helped you a lot. I, I think you didn't have time to mention them all, but now you get to shout them all out. So go ahead, tell the people who helped you out achieve this
0: feed. hmm call them. Uh, let me open the, so it will be easier. <laughs> MTAC, uh, Lobster, Glob, uh, Rattling Bones, uh, Guardia, Cephalot, Crypto, Dalton, and uh, Gamebreaker.
1: Awesome! Those are absolutely some banger players. And last but not least, we have a tradition here. If you could say only only one thing to the audience that is now watching, which one would that be? Us. Right. <laughs> that that is nice. Thank you, Alan, for being around giving us a bit of your wisdom that helped to get the to the world championship trophy and hope that you are going to rock it and maybe see it in the in the in your streams as well. And thank you guys for watching and hopefully we're going to see you with another interview, maybe with another world champion. Maybe Alan does it again, does the double. So see you next time. <music>